You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, everybody. If you're interested in learning how to leverage LinkedIn for your business, this episode is sponsored by my book, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful LinkedIn Users. To get your free copy, just send a text to 44222 with the word seven habits. That's the number seven habits to 44222. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. His name is Quentin Allums. He's also known as Q. He's a speaker and community builder, as well as the CEO of Urban Misfit Ventures, a fast-growing startup based out of Milwaukee. He has amassed over 10 million views on his LinkedIn content and was one of the first video creators on the platform. He's spoken at events such as VidCon, TEDx, and is an upcoming speaker at Inbound 2019. So welcome to the show, Quentin. Dude, I'm excited. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. I'm excited because the audience is in for a treat today. They've I've been digging for information on this whole LinkedIn live beta, and I've talked to a whole bunch of people that are looking for more information and more details. And today you're going to share with us at least five things that you've learned <laughs> after being on LinkedIn live for the last 30 days. So, pretty cool. I'm going to we're going to give you give all the listeners kind of an inside look and scoop on what's going on with LinkedIn Live, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And then, uh, you know, we're going to get excited about hopefully the launch in the near future. So, but before we do that, before we do that, Quentin, give us a quick backstory. Take a minute or two. Tell us a little bit about Misfit Ventures and uh, Urban Misfit Ventures, and then we'll, we'll get things rolling. Yeah, for sure. Again, I appreciate you having me, man. I'm excited. So a bit about me. My name is Quentin Allums. I also go by just Q. I also go by Q. Urban Misadventures essentially is a parent company. So we own a content agency. We work with a lot of brands, companies to help them build influence through story and with strategy. And then we also own an events company. So we do any, anything from pop-up shops to fashion shows and panels and things like that. Um, so essentially, we own different companies underneath ours is what we're doing. And we're building a community, telling a lot of stories, hosting a lot of events. That is us. And then I do a lot of traveling and speaking. And I have a pretty cool dog as well. <laughs> Very cool. So what's, what's the dog's name? Levi. Levi. Nice. My dog, Frank, who is a Bernie Doodle, which is a mix of a Bernie's nice. Mountain Dog and a Standard Bread Poodle, turned two years old today, April 30th, nice. when we're recording this. So, Happy birthday. So yeah, he's going to get a big fat steak for dinner tonight. So <laughs> awesome. Well, listen, we have that in common, but we also have LinkedIn in common. Yeah. And you know, the fact that I, I saw you on LinkedIn Live and I a few people, I kind of put it out into the universe and some people recommended that I kind of reach out to you about this interview. So I really, really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to do this. Before we dive into some of the LinkedIn Live stuff, you know, I want to get a little bit micro in your business, if we could, for a minute. Tell me a little bit, if you had to pick one strategy and just one, right? I'm not going to let you cheat on the number one way that you get new clients for your business today, right? Let's say it's the content business, right? The strategy, the content strategy business. What would it be? What's that one strategy? What's the what's the number one way you're getting new clients today? No, absolutely. Easy. Hands down. It's just creating free content, man. If you want me to explain that, I can, but... Yeah, expand on that a little bit. So it's content, but creating free content, but 
peel the onion back a little bit further. Yeah, so we we surpassed six figures as a company within a handful of months without really any outbound or cold outreach or anything like that. It was just us creating content through our personal brands. Um, so I was big on LinkedIn. I was telling a lot of stories, wasn't selling anything. Izzy is a big like foodie and now getting into fashion and big into the sports industry. Eric, um, really big into video games and things like that. We all had our own individual personal brands and we were building our own community, but just creating free content whether that was educational or just entertainment, whatever that looks like, I would just say creating free content, having presence and building thought leadership, hands down every day, like that's what I would do. So is that mainly on LinkedIn or were some of your partners and other players in the business? Oh, everywhere. Okay. So what have been the biggest, what have been the channels that have probably yielded the most ROI for you up to this point? So LinkedIn, LinkedIn, definitely, but also Instagram. Instagram's been huge. And then our actual groups. So Facebook group, LinkedIn group, but LinkedIn probably the most. Nice. Awesome. All right. Perfect. So the business itself, when did you launch it? I mean, you, you, you launched it about a year ago, didn't you? It's about a year old? Unofficially, yes. Legally, it's been about, I want to say eight months. Okay. So legally, it's been about eight months, unofficially about a year. Yeah. And you said you grew to six figures really quick. Now, tell me a little bit about that. I mean, I know I remember in the startup days, right? Every I've had numerous startups, some good, some yeah. bad. <laughs> like most people, but you know, you're coming up on this, I guess this one year period. What was your initial goal? I mean, did you have a goal for this first year when it came to revenue or clients or or yeah. some sort of metrics you were really focused in on? Yeah. The biggest thing for us is like we don't come from much. Like one of our founders is a refugee. Like I was homeless when I came to college. Like we're just all very humble beginnings. And we want to show people that resourcefulness is always going to be more important than resources. So the biggest thing for us um, at least numbers-wise, we wanted to hit seven figures annual reoccurring revenue within our first 18 months. We're still on track to hit that. We will hit that. Um, I want to obliterate that, but that was the biggest thing for us in terms of goal, like initially, and that's what we set, and we didn't really veer from that much. That was a main goal for us in terms of just revenue. Love it. That's that's a healthy goal for a startup. I'm assuming you probably didn't take on any real capital. This is all bootstrapped. Nope. Am I correct? Yep. All bootstrapped. Yeah. Love it. Perfect. So you're going to your goal was to go from zero to seven figures within 18 months, totally bootstrapped in a business that you know was relatively new to you, even though you'd built a personal brand. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Perfect. Well, listen, I'm glad to hear you're on track. And uh, I look forward to hearing you know that 18-month mark when you do hit that goal. Maybe we'll have you back on here and we could talk a little bit more about that. But today, you're going to share with us five things that you learned while being on this LinkedIn Live beta for the last 30 days. And so I'm going to ask you to unpack that. I know you had a variety of different things we talked about pre-interview. Let's give the give the audience a little bit to to, you know, to taste here before this whole thing goes live hopefully in the next few months and uh I'll leave it to you. Take it away. No, oh, absolutely, man. <laughs> just like I just want to clarify that I thought our pre-recorded thing was an episode. <laughs> it's totally just ranting. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, funny just to give everybody a backstory. We were doing a pre-interview and Quentin went off on like a 10 minute, you know, 10 minute, you know, he was rocking for 10 minutes. I didn't interview him and he thought that was the live interview, but that that's the cool part about it. We do a little bit of a pre-interview so that we make sure that we bundle this up and we put it in, you know, a concise format for all of you. So I'm going to ask him to regurgitate that and see if he can do it better than he did the first time. No, absolutely. Man. Um, <laughs> LinkedIn Live, it's been awesome. It really has. I would say the number one thing that I've learned, and I don't, I don't think I talked about this before, is that it really exposes like who actually knows what they're talking about. You know, 
because nothing's scripted and you have to know and you can't mess up. There's no edits. It's just real and it's raw and it really exposes that. And for anyone to jump on, like it, it takes a lot. So really it's going to expose like who really knows their stuff, which I think is just good and healthy for the platform as a whole. But in terms of like actionable things for people to take action on and like actually build their brand, I would say number one is, is copy. And that's something I've been testing. I tried like, hey, I'm going live. How is that going to perform? Or just throwing random things out there. But really, when I reached the most people and the most people started listening um, and interacting, engaging and viewing, it was when I wrote really good copy. Like not, hey, I'm going live, but I'm talking about five tips to tell an effective story or something like that. Like super, super clear about the value that I was bringing. And everybody knew that if they clicked, hey, this is what I'm going to get out of it. So just being clear on that copy for sure, hands down. Something that I've noticed is time that you post really, it really doesn't affect it, but just be conscious and aware of um, who your community is, who's viewing your stuff and where they are in their life at that specific time. So mornings typically work. If they're at lunch, that typically works or after work, that typically works. But if you have a broad network, then it's really not going to matter. Something small, I would say, is like, just make sure you're looking at the camera. And that's something I struggle with because I'm always thinking and you can tell I'm thinking, but your audience is going to feel much more connected if you're looking at the camera and you're looking at them. And then lastly, I would just say, make sure that whatever you outline in that copy, like, hey, I'm talking about how to build an effective story. Make sure you stick with that. Like, because again, people are hopping on, they're hopping off. And if you're not talking about what you're saying you were talking about, they're probably not going to stay. And just to bounce off of that, make sure you're interacting with those people as well. Yeah. So there was a lot there. I want to kind of dissect a couple of pieces there. One of the things you started out with was the importance of copy, right? Yeah. And so, you know, I think that, I don't think that that whole concept of having good copy should go away just because it's live, right? I mean, a matter of fact, I think it should be even more important. Here's why. Because again, you know, you've got these people, you'll get a certain amount of people just because of the newness of the platform and the uniqueness and kind of the whole buzz around the whole live concept. But at the end of the day, if you're talking about something that they have no interest in, you know, they're going to pop off really quick, right? They're going to jump off really quick. And ultimately that probably doesn't help you a whole lot with the LinkedIn algorithm. If someone comes on and then seven seconds later, they disappear versus someone that comes on and spends 18 minutes watching you do a live or just a hypothetical, right? Obviously you probably keep them a little bit shorter, but um, yeah, I I really like the fact that you stress the importance of copy, right? I mean, the headlines, it's like anything else. A lot of your time before you go live should be spent really kind of creating that headline and giving, you know, teasing them a little bit on it. And then you're much more likely to get people to come in there and, and, you know, engage within the video. So is there, is there, Anything particular about headlines that you, a strategy that you use when creating, particularly on LinkedIn? Um, Yeah, I would say clarity for sure. Make sure you're clear. They know exactly what they're getting. I would say using numbers works really well. Like, hey, here's three or hey, like here's five things I learned from LinkedIn Live, you know, or here's what I learned from LinkedIn Live after 30 days, right? Having that number. Also just hitting emotional strings. I found is very, very effective for me personally, but also just testing everything. I literally have a spreadsheet that outlines, okay, this is what I wrote. This is what I talked about. Here's how it performed. Here's how many times it was shared. Just testing everything and seeing what's most effective because it's probably going to be different than what's effective for me. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that a lot. The other thing that you talked about, you know, as a part of that breakdown was you said it's harder for people to hide. And I thought that was really interesting 
you know, because the people that are going live, you know, right away within the first 60 seconds, whether they are, let's call it a fake it till you make it guy or someone that really has true value, right? Because I mean, here, listen, I don't begrudge anybody who's just getting started, but we have a lot of people on social that are doing a lot of hypothecating, right? I mean, they're not, they're, Mm -hmm. they're, they're regurgitating what they're hearing from other influencers or thought leaders or people within their industry as opposed to having some unique thoughts. So I really like the fact that you said that because it you know you can tell when somebody is is an expert in their realm, right? And again, I, I hate the word expert, but ultimately when somebody else says it about you, it's okay. When you say it about yourself, it's <laughs> typically not real cool, right? So so I really I appreciate you pointing that out because that's something that, you know, important when you go live is that you have to, you have to have your shit together, right? I mean, when you get on that live, I mean, it can't be, Hey Joe and Hey Fred and Hey, Hey Tim and Hey Q. I mean, you can do a little bit of that, but you gotta, you gotta dig in because you, you probably have a very short window to catch them and to get them, especially, you know, like you said before, it's kind of a discovery platform. You probably have a pretty short window to reel them in and hook them before they just disappear. Absolutely. So, I mean, do you have something that you do at the beginning of your videos? Is there a strategy to try to, you know, in conjunction with that copy to try to hook them? Or is there, I mean, if anything you've tested, I know you seem like a pretty analytical guy. Yeah. I, again, I think it's something you have to test. I've built my entire brand around the fact that I'm weird, right? Around that I'm different. I'm a misfit. And I, I do everything super candid and super raw, but I know where I'm best and where I can bring value. So right away, I'm usually like, yo, like, what's up? Because like, that's how I am. You know, I don't change. I'm the same. If you meet me in person, I'm the same on a phone call. I'm the same if I'm dealing with six figure deals, right? Like that's who I am. And that's my brand. And anyone that meets me or sees my hat, they're going to understand that. But I also test different things. And I, I know that's not the answer a lot of people want to hear, um, but you, you have to test it. Like don't do something that's not authentically you. If you're not if you're not me, probably don't say, yo, what's up? Like, if that's you, totally do that. Like, try that. Um, but again, just like you would write a paper back in like sixth grade or high school, like grab their attention, give them the meat and then tell them what you told them, right? Like, same thing there. But also like something that I try to do is like, hey, like, what's up? Thank you. Thank you for coming. Then I'll go in. And then if I see someone else hop on, I'll go and greet them. Like, hey, thank you for hopping on. Or thank you for hopping on. If you have any questions, this is what we're talking about put it in the comments and I'll get to it, you know, and just acknowledging that they're there. But again, just test everything. Yeah, no, I love that. Perfect. You know, and the thing about it is this, I mean, you know, you, the key behind this, you can tell that you're a strategy guy when it comes to content, because you're just not haphazardly going in and just randomly thinking of things. You're not, you're not hand to mouth, right? I mean, Mm. you're creating, you have content that you're putting out strategically and you have for years, right? You know, it, when you were building your personal brand, even before you launched these ventures. And so, you know, I think that's an important lesson from people is to, you know, is to have a strategy behind your content rather than just randomly going live. I mean, when you get your LinkedIn live the first time, you're allowed to go live and say, hey, I'm testing this <laughs> one time, right? You're allowed to do that once. But after that, you know, have some strategy behind it. So that's another thing that I kind of took from your lessons. So perfect. So another thing that we have in common is looking into the camera, right? (laughs) This seems so inconsequential and seems (laughs) so glaringly obvious. Why is it so damn hard for people to look into the camera? Because I'm the same way. I mean, I'm, my eyes are going all over. I'm looking at the screen and I look cross-eyed. I mean, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) what what do you, 
What do you suggest there? I mean, sometimes what I do is I put, I actually put a little piece of paper up by the camera with a, with like a star or an arrow on it. So my eyes fixate on it because otherwise sometimes I just won't even look at it. I mean, I'll be looking in a different direction. I mean, do you have any other ideas on that? Yeah, absolutely. So my personal beliefs, everybody says, look at the camera. And I know I just said it as well, but I am a thinker like through and through, like that's just who I am. And I tell everybody that like, I'm not going to look at the camera and at least my main videos, right? Like Cause that's a part of me as well. Like I'm going on these long rants and I'll tie it back. And then when I'm here and I'm with you, okay, I'm looking at the camera again. If that's you, that's cool. But when you're live, like you're typically not ranting, right? You're having a conversation and you just remind yourself that you're having a conversation. There are other people on the other side of the screen. They need to feel that connection for them to stay. And this is your opportunity to do that. I've seen people put eyeballs like next to the, next to the camera, right? Like that to me is smart, but I don't know why it's so hard. I just know for me personally, I'm thinking and I'm trying to draw a connection. So I always need to remind myself, hey, there's an other person on the other side. Yeah, love it. Perfect. Okay, so you know, I we you shared a few things here about some of the kind of the tactical things that you've learned, you know, after being on the LinkedIn beta for the last 30 days. Tell us a little bit about kind of how you use it. I mean, are you going live mainly from mobile? Or are you going live from the desktop? What's the difference? How does it work? I mean, how, what can people expect when LinkedIn Live goes live for everybody? Yeah, so currently they give you three options. So you can, essentially you're using a third party, right? So you can go desktop, It's I think it's called Wirecast. And then I think there's another one as well that I haven't tested. Then they give you one mobile option, I believe, which is Switcher. Um, so that's iOS and Android. So it's all third party. You have to connect it. They have to whitelist you and then you can go live. So it's a bit clunky. On mobile, which is what I typically use, when you do that, you can't see the people that are live. You can't see who's interacting with you. You you only see you, which is very difficult. And again, very, very clunky. So how I combat that is I'll lock in on my laptop so I can see myself as well. And then on Wirecast, which seems to be a bit better, but still clunky, you can see everything. But both of those, for the most part, or both of those, not for the most part, both of those you have to pay for. So you get, a, I think, a 30-day trial for Wirecast, which is desktop. And then I think it's a week or like 15 days for the mobile version. And so when you, now you mentioned you you go live mainly on mobile, so you're using your iOS or your Android. Yeah. And you can't really see who's on there or who's commenting or liking or engaging. So you open up your desktop and then you look at it. Now, I think you mentioned in the pre-interview, there's a little bit of a delay. Is that correct? Yeah, it's really, really bad sometimes. Like I've seen like a 10 to 15 minute delay on the mobile version. Desktop, there doesn't seem to be a delay. And sometimes on mobile, there's not. I'm sure they'll figure it out, but that's where it's at now. And sometimes it buffers. It's just, it's very clunky and messy. Sometimes I've had people message me like, hey, like I love the content. I just can't sit through the buffering. (laughs) I've got to go. Yeah, no. Well, again, it's a beta. It's funny because I was yeah. watching a live by I think uh, your friend Bobby Bobby Umar. Yeah, yeah, and and I was watching and it started buffering like crazy and they lost me. But but ultimately, you know, it's a beta, and I think they're going to work a lot of those things out before they go live. And that's the advantage of having a beta, right? So absolutely. So now you mentioned something about subscription. You mentioned that if people want to utilize the LinkedIn Live feature there's going to be a, it's a subscription feature. It's not going to be available to every single person like native video is. If you have a free account on LinkedIn, you can post a native video. Anybody can do that with a free or a premium account. But for LinkedIn Live, that's not going to be the case, correct? Yeah, I'm assuming they'll change it later. But right now, yeah, you have to pay for the software, which is not cool, but 
they'll figure it out. Yeah. I mean, here, I think there's some advantages and disadvantage yeah. to that, right? Advantages are, you know, you're probably going to improve the quality of the content a little bit, Absolutely. right? You know, which is, which is not just a small deal. That's an important deal, right? I, I mean, you don't want a whole bunch of garbage on there, right? So, I mean, we don't want to flood the feed with, you know, with, with a bunch of random, you know, nonsense, right? That really has provides no value. So I think it will do that. Secondly, I think it'll, it'll help obviously support the platform in such a way that they can reinvest into it faster, which is probably a good potential. I would love to see it free and who knows what happens, but do you have any insight as to kind of the rollout? I mean, I'm, I'm sure they don't give you all the particulars, but I know they've take a very phased approach. Do you have any info on that? Do you got any insight for us? Yeah, I'm assuming it's going to operate a lot how LinkedIn video did. Um, so essentially they picked, handpicked people that they saw were creating or they wanted to see create. And then from there, they probably took recommendations from a very, very select few people. And then they were whitelisted. And from there, they started rolling out by location. And then from there, they rolled out to everybody. And I think it's going to be similar to that. The only difference is that they, I was told that they're going to offer an option. If you want to test it, you can. You'll have to fill out a form and then they'll whitelist you. It'll take about 24 hours and then you can try it. I believe it's going to work something similar to that. So what can people expect in your eyes? And again, you know, I, I know that you may or may not have some of this insight or you may have garnered a little bit during your discussions or this whole process that you've went through. What do you think would be reasonable expectation before people might have an opportunity to get their hands on the on the LinkedIn Live platform, even if it's just a testing feature? Are you talking weeks? Are you talking months? I mean, right now it's April 30th, and I'm going to try to get this thing live as quickly as possible. It's probably the first week or two of May. What are your thoughts on that? Again, not putting your feet to the fire because I know you're not the CEO, but just whatever you can lend. No, absolutely. I would honestly, like I would looking at how LinkedIn video was rolled out, I would say months. Two, three, could be six though. Who knows? In terms of everybody, probably more along the lines of six. But that questionnaire that you fill out that says, hey, I want, I'd love to test this, probably a few months. Perfect. Awesome. All right. Well, listen, is there anything else you want to share about you know your experience with the LinkedIn Live, the good, the bad, the ugly, anything, anything else you want to share? And then we'll start to wrap it up for today. Yeah. Honestly, I would just say like, so much opportunity. And with the release of any new feature, there's going to be an influx of new influencers. So hop on it if you get the opportunity, because there's so much opportunity and so much organic reach right now. So definitely hop on if you get the opportunity to do that. Love it. Definitely. LinkedIn is like the Wild West right now, as far as you know, staking your claim. It's like Facebook was years and years ago before the algorithm changed. So I think whether you decide to go live or whether you're just using it for native video or other content, start publishing content on LinkedIn. I mean, you know, Q's had over a million views or, you know, uh, to his content. I mean, what was it? Was it a million or was it 10, 10 million views to his content on LinkedIn? Yeah, it's 10 with everyone I've worked with and everything like that. Personally, I have no idea where I'm at. I don't even track anymore. But. Yeah. And I, I can assure you that he gets hundreds of thousands of views a month probably. And, it, and it's all free, right? So that's a huge, that's huge in itself. So, so listen, before we close out, you know, I know that you are growing this startup and you're growing really fast. If you had to pick one tool, what's your favorite growth tool or software that you're using today besides LinkedIn Live? I would just say HubSpot, in honesty. HubSpot's HubSpot ability to remind myself to email people. Like that alone is, is just worth it. So the CR, HubSpot CRM. Yeah, yeah, the CRM. Perfect. Awesome. And listen, before we close out, 
share one book that, you, you know, has helped you along in your journey or, you know, something you'd like to recommend to the audience. And then we'll wrap it up for today. I want to say power of the habit, but I'm not going to because I power of habit, because I know a lot of people probably recommend that. So I would say how to build or how I built a following of a million followers or something like that in 30 days. I'll get you the exact title. I'm blanking, but how I built a million, how I got a million followers in 30 days. by Brendan Kane. Brendan Kane. Yeah. He was on the show. He was on the podcast. I interviewed him. Yeah. Dope dude. Yeah. Good dude. Sharp guy. So, Hey, listen, let everybody know how they can connect with you learn more about Urban Misfit Ventures and everything you got going on over there and we'll wrap it up. Absolutely. You can find me on any social media platform at tag just Q. And then my website's going to be urbanmisfitventures.com or mkmisfits.com and we'll pop up. Hey man, we'll put all that in the show notes. Appreciate you being here. Appreciate you sharing. Keep doing the LinkedIn lives and I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Appreciate you, sir. I got to run out. I got a meeting. All right. Thanks Q. Thank you again. Bye-bye. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.